Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Women podcast. If you're a woman who is ready and willing to be a follower of Jesus, you're in the right place. Join me this season as we dive in deep to learn how to embrace your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. I'm your host, Darla Trendler, and I'm cheering you on. Welcome to your journey. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Women podcast. I'm so happy that you're here today. As always, today we are going to talk about purpose and specifically finding your purpose as you're navigating your own way, embracing your own journey on the covenant path. So we're going to get into that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about something that I've been working on behind the scenes for about a year. It's been a long process, but I'm really excited that it's finally been come out this week. And that is a book that I'm actually a part of. This book is a compilation book and it's written by 10 different authors. So each author contributed a chapter and I was one of those people that got to contribute a chapter. The book is called You Are Distinct and Different and it was put together by Kay West of A Worldwide Sisterhood. If you know Kay, you probably love her as much as I do. She is amazing at bringing women together and helping us to all share our testimonies of Jesus Christ. So I am really excited to be a part of this book And the chapter that I wrote is about accessing Christ's power. And I wrote specifically about what I learned from people in the Book of Mormon about accessing Christ's power. I actually read the whole Book of Mormon with a one focus on the word power. If you've been around here for a while, you know that's been my word of the year for 2020. And so I would love to have you read that my chapter and hear the other nine women who have contributed to this book as well. So I will leave a link to the book in the show notes for this episode. You can also find it on my website at spirituallymindedwomen.com or in my profile on Instagram. I would love to have you check it out. And it's also available on Amazon. Just search for You Are Distinct and Different and it will come up. Would love to have you read it. Let me know if you do. Go and review it. It is going to be so great. So I am super excited to share that with you today. All right, so let's get into the episode. Today, we are talking about purpose, and I have to tell you that when I first started out as a podcaster, I'm coming up on three years, I can't even believe that, but I felt myself constantly being pulled in different directions. So I was seeing on social media what other people were doing and sharing, and I was always questioning if I was doing the right thing or if I should be going in a different direction. One day during my personal scripture study, I had the thought, I am fulfilling God's mission for me. Those words spoke to my spirit. It didn't matter what anyone else was doing. I knew that I was following a one word prompting I had received while sitting in a sacrament meeting, and that one word had been podcast. I was hearing him and understanding that he didn't need me to do what someone else was doing to act on this prompting. He needed me to do what he was asking me to do. I continued to fill promptings and kept following them, but I still struggled because every time I got on social media, it was so easy to see how others were fulfilling their missions so much better than I was. Anybody relate to that? (laughs) Finally, I decided I needed a tangible reminder. So what did I do? I grabbed a post-it note because I love post-it notes and I have them everywhere. And I wrote the words I had heard from the spirit on a post-it note. I am fulfilling God's mission for me. I folded up that post-it note and I put it in my pocket. And I actually used that same folded up post-it note for weeks. I took it out of my pocket each night and every morning after I got dressed, I put my post-it note affirmation back in my pocket. 
every time I felt the comparison or imposter syndrome creeping in, I would just reach into my pocket and touch that post-it note and say the words inside my head, I am fulfilling God's mission for me. I didn't even need to pull the post-it note out. Just touching it in my pocket was enough to keep me on my own journey. It's been over two years since I have put that post-it note in my pocket. And recently, as I was prepping this season of the podcast, I had the same experience several days in a row. So this is what the experience looked like. I would be working on the podcast and writing these episodes that you've been hearing. And then I would hop on Instagram and at the top post in my feed, someone would be sharing something very similar to what I had written out for a podcast episode. Now, I don't carry that post-it note in my pocket anymore, but the phrase is really, it's kind of become part of me. It's ingrained in my heart. So when I saw others sharing ideas that were similar to mine, instead of feeling comparison, like we discussed in episode seven, we talked all about comparison. I simply thought I am fulfilling God's mission for me. And instead of wondering if I should be doing something like they were doing, I used those posts with very similar messages to mine as evidence that I was on the right track and that I was sharing truth in my mission. Truth is not something only one person can feel prompted to share. I thought of this latter experience through the lens of 2 Corinthians 13, 1, which says, In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I am one of many who are sharing truth. And isn't that so great that it's not limited to just one? This is the pattern that the Lord follows. Yes, some are sharing similar messages, but no one is sharing in the exact way I am. God's pattern is for us to learn through more than one source, and I can fulfill my mission and be one of those sources for someone. I really have come a long way from the constant imposter syndrome to a place where I am learning and growing in my understanding of the purpose I have and the unique mission God is calling me to. So on today's episode, I want to dive in deeper about finding your purpose and how knowing you have your own unique journey will help you stay on the covenant path. I recently read part of Sherry Dew's book, Women and the Priesthood, and in the introduction, she discusses the interesting path we are on as Latter-day Saint women. So she talked about while a boy and a girl will both be baptized at eight years old and enter the covenant path, the boy will have a more defined path with ordinations in the Aaronic priesthood and then as an elder in the Melchizedek priesthood, receiving his temple endowment and going on a mission will also follow along with expectations to get married, gain an education, and plan for a career as a provider of his family. Obviously, Sister Dew is not suggesting that this is the path for every boy, and there are challenges and complexities that come with these expectations, but she also points out how different the girl's journey will be. Sister Dew shares how it can be hard for a girl baptized at eight to know what to prepare for. She can serve a mission, but it's not a commandment. She can pursue education, but the expectation is that she may not need that education to provide for a family. A woman should develop her talents, but there are no clear directions about how to use them. Marriage and children may or may not come in, quote, normal timeframes. And the decision about whether she should pursue a career while having a family is a choice, but one, as Sister Dew shared, that is, quote, charged with a variety of emotions, end quote. Sister Dew sums up her thoughts with this. In short, a woman tends to have more flexibility than a man, but at the same time, that flexibility introduces ambiguity and uncertainty, end quote. So you may be nodding your head right now in complete understanding of these feelings. 
Have you as a woman ever experienced ambiguity and uncertainty trying to figure out what your journey on the path looks like? Like I'm raising my hand high. I felt that when I was deciding if I should serve a mission, I felt that when I started the podcast and I have felt it at many other points in my own journey. I am totally with you on this, but listen to what sister do shares next in this introduction to this book, quote, this disturbs some women, but perhaps our father allowed this fundamental circumstance to exist to encourage women to learn to discern and follow his will. I believe that is a reflection of his confidence in our ability to do so. End quote. I love this. We don't have to embrace the ambiguity and the uncertainty of our journey. That's what we've been talking about, right? Is embracing our journey, but we don't have to embrace the ambiguity and uncertainty. Yes, it's going to creep up. We will all experience it, but we can also keep going and choose to flip this thinking around. As covenant-keeping Latter-day Saint women, we can view our flexible path not as a hindrance, but as evidence our heavenly parents have confidence in us. So remember back in episode five, we did talk about confidence. When we have our focus on the Savior, we can move forward with confidence. We can learn to discern and follow his will, as Sherry Dew put it. We get the amazing gift of choosing our path. Of course, a man also gets that gift as well. But with less definition, our options are wide open. President Nelson has invited us to hear the Lord in our life. He said, quote, when we seek to hear, truly hear his son, we will be guided to know what to do in any circumstance, end quote. So can you be guided to know what your purpose is and what your personal journey on the covenant path should look like? Absolutely. You can figure out and say for yourself and in your own way, I'm fulfilling God's mission for me. This will give you confidence to keep moving forward and to choose to make and keep covenants as you determine what God has in store for you. At the end of last year, I was in a training meeting for adult youth leaders to learn more about the new Children and Youth Initiative. We were shown a video as part of the training where youth who had participated in the pilot of this initiative were sharing their experiences. And one girl in the video shared her feelings about the new approach to having the ability to choose her own goals. And this girl in this video simply said, Heavenly Father wants us to be our own person. Her words spoke straight to my spirit. I quickly scribbled her words down in my notebook, and I thought about what she said for days after. This message is not just for youth. Our Father does not want us to approach our purpose as one size fits all. We can each discover who we uniquely are. We can figure out what our personal mission and divine gifts are to help build the kingdom. Taking away the checklist approach, we can center our lives on Jesus Christ and rely on him to know what our journey looks like. I love the book at the pulpit. I've referenced it before on the podcast, and I just find that this book is invaluable because it gives us gospel insights from the perspective of of women all the way back to 1831. Each chapter is a discourse given by a Latter-day Saint woman and shares a bio on the woman as well as background on where and when the talk was given. So as I was researching for this season and specifically for this topic about purpose, I turned to At the Pulpit. As I searched through the book, I was drawn to chapter 42, a talk given by Sister Elaine Cannon in 1981. Sister Cannon was the general young women's president when I was a brand new beehive. I have always loved her. 
I heard her speak in person once, and I remember feeling her love for me as a young woman under her stewardship. Her bio in At the Pulpit says this about Sister Cannon's own personal mission, quote, Cannon believed a crucial part of her mission was, as her daughter put it, to give an identity and a place to the young women of the church that reflected the equal value the Lord places on both his young men and young women, end quote. That statement right there makes me love her even more. She fulfilled this part of her mission by advocating to the First Presidency for young women to receive Sunday instruction. Sister Cannon is the reason that we have young women's on Sundays. This part of her mission was successful. Knowing Sister Cannon knew her purpose and sought to fulfill it intrigued me even more to read her talk, and I discovered that she shared one way that she learned her own mission and purpose. Sister Cannon shared in that talk about the important gift that members of the church have through a patriarchal blessing. She said a patriarchal blessing, quote, is one way to learn more about yourself and what you might do with your life. I think it is God's special gift to us, end quote. She also shared how studying your patriarchal blessing can point you toward your own special purpose in life. If you have a patriarchal blessing, you have a personal view into how God feels about you, what talents and gifts he has blessed you with, and how you can use those blessings to be who he sent you here to be. Now, when I was preparing this episode, it was the middle of the summer, and I didn't really think about when this episode was going to come out, but it's coming out in December of 2020. And in the summer, when I was thinking about who could I share from the scriptures, that was an example of knowing their purpose and fulfilling that. And I immediately thought that one of the greatest examples of embracing your unique journey on the path comes in Mary, the mother of Jesus. And how timely that is, as at the time of this recording, we're just beginning a celebration of Christmas for this whole month. Mary received a visit from an angel, Gabriel, who ultimately told her what her mission and purpose were to be. The angel told Mary she was highly favored with God and blessed among women. Mary was very taken aback by this pronouncement from an angel. The scripture says the angel could tell she was troubled. But Gabriel declares to Mary, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. He then tells her of her divine mission to be the mother of the Savior, the Son of God. Mary asks how this can happen, as she has not been intimate with a man. Gabriel explains how the divine conception will occur through the Holy Ghost and God's power. He then reminds Mary, quote, For with God nothing shall be impossible. End quote. Put yourself in Mary's shoes. She's young. She is being told she will have one of the greatest missions of anyone ever to be on earth. She probably felt some fear. She definitely had some questions, right? But Mary's response to Gabriel's words of her mission and the great calling she is being asked to undertake shows her willingness to trust and to submit to God. She simply said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. I want to dive a little deeper into Mary's story and how it applies to you and discovering your divine purpose. First, let's talk about the words highly favored. The way the angel greeted Mary, he said, Thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. This greeting troubled Mary. She was a peasant girl living in a rural village. Maybe she was thinking, Why is God choosing me? Why isn't he choosing someone in Jerusalem? Have you ever felt troubled or questioned those same things when you hear others say something like, you are a beloved daughter of heavenly parents? Do you question how this could be possible for you? Do you think it applies to everyone except you? 
Do you struggle to feel this? Mary did too. The angel doesn't resolve Mary's questions directly, but he does reassure her. And through her interaction with him and later with Elizabeth, it's clear that Mary understands how she could be highly favored. In Luke 1, 48-49, Mary says, For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. Mary was ordinary. On her own, there was nothing spectacular about her. You can probably relate. But what made Mary highly favored had nothing to do with luck, where she was born, who her parents were, how much money she had, who she knew. No, nothing worldly made Mary someone who would be called blessed for generations to come. What made Mary highly favored was what God could do in her life. It was his touch. Being highly favored came by centering her life on him. And God doesn't reserve this only for a select few. He doesn't play favorites. God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. He can do great things in the life of anyone. He can do great things for you. You are highly favored of the Lord. We can do what Mary did when we make covenants with our Father at baptism, in the temple, and by partaking of the sacrament. Sister Jean E. Stevens shared what making covenants will mean to us. She said, quote, Covenants with God help us to know who we really are. End quote. And in a BYU devotional, Julianne H. Grosch shared, quote, Only by the Spirit will any of us receive confirmation of the truth of any matter, including our individual worth and the love that our Father has for us. Our Father is no respecter of persons. He loves each and every one of us. He knows our potential and unique talents better than anyone. When you make covenants, know who you are and whose you are, you can embrace your journey, your purpose, and your mission. You will probably not receive a visit from an angel telling you of your divine purpose in life, but there are still things you can learn from Mary's experience. When the angel told Mary that she would conceive and give birth to the Son of God, she naturally had some questions. She said, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? She wasn't asking in a questioning way. She obviously knew how conception worked, so she had some questions, but she asked with faith, seeking clarification. Mary's questioning reminds me of the scripture Joseph Smith turned to when he had questions. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Mary wasn't wavering. She just wanted to know how this could be possible. The same is true for us. It is okay to feel a pull from God and then to ask follow-up questions. Questions can lead us to receiving personal revelation. I talked in episode 6 about communing and shared how the brother of Jared asked questions in a faith-filled way. He said, Behold, O Lord, thou canst do this. In her 2020 BYU Women's Conference address, Kate Holbrook shared, quote, We can do substantial good in this world, not because doing so is simple, but because we are strong enough to do the things that are hard. Our Heavenly Father is waiting to help us, to make us stronger. He needs us to follow through on answers to the questions He is waiting for us to ask. End quote. Questions asked out of faith can lead us to more fully know what He is calling us to do. We can learn as Mary did, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. The scriptures do not say what Mary's thoughts and feelings were. It is plausible that she was young, 
probably between 14 and 16. Now think about a 14 or 16 year old that you know, and think about them having the experiences that Mary was having. She probably knew that being pregnant and unmarried meant Joseph could leave her and even had the right to stone her to death. But the angel's words, fear not Mary, must have resonated with her as she was able to submit to what God was asking her to do. She was able to put her trust in him. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Another word for handmaid is servant. Mary is saying, here I am, I trust you, I will do what you ask. When I hear Mary's words, I think of what her son would say years later in the garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but thine be done. Mary had trust in God that he would help her and guide her in her unique mission. So she stepped forward and began to fulfill her purpose. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. That's from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. You can trust that he will care for you. You can put aside what you want to do. In this scripture, another word for acknowledge is submit. You can say, I will do what you want me to do. And when you trust and submit, he will help you to not only know what your journey looks like, but also to be able to embrace it, walk with him and be close to him on the covenant path he has laid out for you. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 teaches us where this trust in God and our personal mission will lead. Blessed is the one that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For she shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see what when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. As sister Rosemary M. Wixom has shared, quote, as women of all ages, we walk in his light. Our journey on the path is personal and well lit with the Savior's love. End quote. You can know your purpose, not just once, but in various seasons and points in your life. This isn't a one-time process. You can use the things you learn from Mary and others over and over to continue to discern what your journey should look like. You can embrace your own unique journey on the covenant path. I hope you'll join me next week on the podcast for the final episode of this season. I will be sharing more thoughts about embracing your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists by talking about how you can help others on their journeys by being an extension of the Savior's love. I hope you'll join me in the journey. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on Apple Podcasts. This actually helps more women find the podcast and embrace their own journey on the covenant path. To get access to the workbook for this season and to find show notes and other resources, head over to spirituallymindedwomen.com. For more inspiration, follow along on Instagram at spirituallymindedwomen. Have a fantastic day. I'm cheering you on in your journey.